You're listening to episode 15 of Namaste Inc. the podcast. This week we speak with Danny Lee, founder of D. Lee Clothing and co-founder of Becoming Whole, a six-week coaching program designed to support you in becoming your best possible self and manifesting your wildest dreams. We talk about her journey of dedicated inner work and planting the seeds that have led Danny to her harvest season. She shares her life experience of self-reflection and coming out of the fire and turning it all around to become the bright light in her own life and the lives of those around her. If you're struggling with stepping into your spotlight and need some serious inspiration, then this is the episode for you. This is Namaste Inc. Podcast, episode 15. Namaste. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to Namaste Inc. The Podcast. My name is Severina Hernandez and I am here with my lovely co-host Nikki Bichette. And today we are speaking with Danny Lee. Hi guys. But before we get into it, let's start off with a grounding exercise. Let's get it. To begin, sit in a comfortable position, adjusting your body so that you are aligned. Bringing your spine into a straight position and rolling your shoulders back ever so slightly to open up your heart. Place your palms in your lap, facing upwards, and gently close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and release through your mouth. At the end of that exhale, take another deep breath in through your nose and fully let go through your mouth. As you breathe, you begin to imagine yourself standing on top of a mountain. From up here, you can see what looks like almost the entire world. As far as you can imagine, there are mountains, rivers, lakes, nothing but beautiful, vast images of nature. Feel this energy flowing through you. Feel the strength of the mountain within you. As you begin to imagine a cape blowing behind you in the wind, As you look out into the world, you recognize you're standing here as a hero, looking out at the world that you serve. Breathe into the power that you feel within you. It may be a subtle, gentle power, or it may be something that feels almost electric. Whatever you're experiencing is exactly perfect for you. Now let the energy rise up into your heart, focusing all of your energy there as you welcome an empowerment into your heart. When you're ready, affirm into your heart, I am empowered. Letting the energy grow and expand. And repeat again, I am empowered. And when you're ready, let your arms rest at your side. And one by one, place your arms over your heart. Breathe into your heart. And once again, I am empowered. And slowly open your eyes. Beautiful. Wow. You feel different. Do you? <laughs> I do too. I love welcoming empowerment into my heart. That is so pretty. I feel centered. I feel calm. Thank you, Seth. Let's kick things off by getting to know who you are and what it is that you do. Yeah, of course. So what am I now? 27. Okay. I'm 27. Grew up in a very, very small town in Wisconsin. Literally population 275 people. So that type of small. (laughs) Grew up on a little farm there. Um, And then Once I left there, I went to Chicago and I did my undergrad and graduate degrees in finance. And I worked in that field, was like rapidly climbing my way up the good old corporate ladder. And then I decided I was not happy. I was not happy at all. So so I switched over into something that I've always had a passion for and something that I've always loved. And now I own a fashion line. So I'm here in Atlanta and I just completed my first year of doing that. Nice. Good on you. And isn't it so nice when you can connect with something that has probably been deeply rooted and living within you 
all along and you have to just find your way to that happiness through even some unhappiness? Absolutely. One of the most interesting quotes I've seen is like, life is not about like going out and we, we make it so much more difficult than it needs to be. Right. We're like, Oh, I got to figure this out about myself. I got to go grab this thing. I have to accomplish this thing. And really the key to everything is getting back to who you were as a child, getting back to that person is really what you're here to do. So getting back to like, I was little, always drawing clothes, like always dressing up. Oh, literally like had a daily planner. I had my outfits planned for a month. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like literally when I was in third grade, like that's what I was doing during class. Like I, I always like putting outfits together. I always like presenting myself in a certain way. So it's funny just like finally getting back to that and like having fun with it. Beautiful. I love that backstory. And so if I were to ask you what inspires you to do the work that you do, I mean that you've, you've, you've covered some of it right there, that that comes from your, your roots and childhood. And I mean, that's such a young age to have that in you and naturally then, you know, the, the inspiration along with the, within your childhood, where else would you say you're, you're inspired to do what you do? Just to take a step back to that really quick and what, what inspires me and what makes me be like, I want to do this and I want to do it well is when I was a kid, like I was just bored. Like I lived in a small town. I saw everybody doing the exact same thing. Nobody was different. Everybody wore the same thing. Everybody was just trying to fit in and like be the same. And I was just so bored. Like, so I was like, the one thing I felt like I kind of had control of, well, the two things, two things. I was really into my studies because I was like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. You know what I mean? And that's my way to do it is to be smart and get accepted to a good school and be able to like get a degree and a better job and do something different than this. Um, But the second way too was one of the ways I felt like I could kind of be different is just like in the way I dressed or like putting outfits together. So I got to experience at a really young age and now I just firmly feel it like when you walk into a room and you feel good, like the whole look good, feel good is not a cliche. Like you, really? you literally like act different when you have a nice outfit put together. You're showing the world like, this is how I feel on the inside. Like I'm put together. I'm sophisticated. I'm a chic woman. So like, I want you guys to see that too. What would you say is the theme that is currently present in your life? Going a little bit back and now here you are today. What would you say is, is really present for you? I would say right now I'm in a harvest season. Like I spent so much time planting and sowing these seeds and I did so much work. Most of the work honestly was not external either. I would say 90% of it was like mind work. I was I was in therapy. I was doing life coaching. I was in every book I could be in. I was doing the work and it was painful. Like the whole awakening process, the whole like finding yourself is not cute. The whole spiritual part, like the images people put with it. I'm like, oh no, like, I was on the floor, baby. It was not like that. So it, it was just so much work that I put into really questioning every single part of my life. Why think that? Is that my thought? Is that somebody else's thought? Is that a thought society ingrained in me? Who do you really want to be, Danny? That was a lot of work every single day for a year looking at myself in the mirror and like figuring that out. So I would say right now I'm ready to just kick kick back a little, like let the fruits of my labor come in and it's a harvest season. I went through that work and I'm just excited now because I see 
how different my life looks now in every area. And it's exciting to just let it come to me now. Now it's just flowing in. You get to that though. Like you, you said, you know, looking in the mirror and really like asking yourself, who am I? How did you distinguish what it was that society and pop culture was engraving in you and what it was that you really wanted or what it was that you really thought? I think I just went through some shit. At the beginning of this year, actually, like right before the beginning of this year, like I was engaged to be married. I was just kind of going along with life, right? I was just like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. This is good. And then and then it just came crashing down <laughs> in my face. Like it came crashing down in my face. But it was it was horrible. It was really horrible, but it was also beautiful because I'm like, okay, dude, Danny, like <laughs> you're in the fire right now. You can decide if you want to let this burn you up and turn you to ashes. Or you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, we're going to get this. We're going to come out of this way better. So for me, because people ask me that all the time, they're like, how'd you turn everything around? I'm like, well, I don't really recommend going through complete and utter heartbreak. But if that's what you got to do, like, that's, that's what I had to do. So Sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes it's what has to happen. You have to hit rock bottom in order to change the trajectory of your life. Sometimes that's just what has to happen. Absolutely. It just shook everything up for me and made me, uh, again, question everything. So before hitting that rock bottom, what was your trajectory of life? I mean, obviously, you're engaged to be married and stuff. Were you even doing fashion and stuff? Or were you more on your finance tip? I was starting, I remember like, Right when I moved to Chicago, so like a, quite a few years ago, honestly, I was waking up. I can look back and see like little things that I was doing that I was like, I, I was like, okay, I need to start meditating. I need to start going to therapy. I need to, I was really waking up, but it was slow. It was a slow waking up. And then I just hit rock bottom and it was like 100 miles per hour waking up. <laughs> so I would say the trajectory before, I don't think, I, actually, I know I would not be in the headspace that I am now without first hitting that fork in the road that like you have a choice now and you, you got to choose because shit point blank has not been working out. The way you've been doing life is not bringing you the best and most ultimate joy that you can experience during this life. And also it's not bringing joy to the people around you because I was a light, but I definitely was not shining as bright as I am now. And it's just like, I noticed the difference because everybody in my life, everybody in my life is like, you bring so much more to us now. You bring so much more to the table. You inspire me to be happy now. You inspire me to find my joy. Gosh, I keep going in like roundabout ways of answering this. <laughs> I get off on tangents and I like can't even really remember what the question was. <laughs> but my trajectory was, you're going to be a light, but not as bright as you are now. Yeah. And I think like for women, at least, because I'm 27 myself. And so like when I hit like 25, 26, that's when I started my awakening, I think. And that was the same for a couple of my other friends, too. So I think once you just hit that age, it just start just seeing things differently. And you just start awakening, how you said. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the, that's where the growth really happens is, is when you when you get honest with yourself and you do 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 that i've had those reflective times in life where i've instead of living in denial just looking at yourself and going okay this is really not working anymore and i keep hitting the same wall where does this end and and um it can look all shiny and polished on the outside but but if you're in here if you if you don't have that deep understanding and connection with yourself and self love then 
it, it doesn't work outside of yourself. So, and it, and it will hit, like you said, it will hit a wall. You mm. can only fake the funk for so long. Like, <laughs> there was this one, I think it's Wayne Dyer, who I am obsessed with, love. Yeah. He has this one quote, if you squeeze an orange, like what's going to come out of it? Orange juice. So it's like whatever you really are on the inside is ultimately going to come out. And we see it a lot. Somebody else has a quote about it too. The same thing. It's We're all essentially like a cup of tea and we're overflowed. And when that teacup kind of gets hit, what's going to come out of it? Like when, when hard things happen, et cetera, like the teacup gets hit, it's going to come out what you really are when you when you finally like get to these places and you hit a wall, like whatever you actually are on the inside, whatever you've actually been doing, like that's going to, that's what's going to come out. Yeah. What, what is inside is going to come out and pour out. <laughs> yeah. So what I, what, when I learned about you and what I, the, one of the first things I learned about your, your, where you're coming from and your mindset offerings, um, I, you, I heard you say, talking about, you were in conversation and you were talking about failures. And I just thought that was such a clever angle instead of coming together with your people and looking at what's going well or what's a positive thing that happened. You actually you had to do some introspective work on what were some things that I failed at and how did I, and what, and what was learned from that. So what would you say that some of your biggest failures or obstacles or whatever we want to call it, if what were your failures that you've encountered, let's just say in the last year and um, how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's like the Virgo in me or the being raised in a super small town. So everything you do is like under a microscope. So there's such a pressure to do the right thing. I feel like I've always had a very stable moral compass. Like I always aim to really do the right thing. So for me, my failures hit me pretty hard because I want so badly to do the right thing. And I want to do right by people. And I want, I want to like, sincerely give my best in the most genuine possible way I can. So like when I do fail at something, now I really try not to get as like embarrassed about it or down on myself about it because I understand if I if I wasn't in the arena, if I wasn't really trying, if I was just sitting in the cheap seats watching the people trying, then I won't fail. If I was sitting in those cheap seats, I won't fail. But I'm I'm out here and I'm being bold and I'm doing what I feel is best in the moment. So you're going to fail sometimes doing that. How I bounce back, I guess, from failure. I think for me, it's really about, yeah, like understanding what mindset was I in that got me to that. Like where, where can we do better going forward? Where can we like keep our confidence at 100? Um, Yeah. That's nice. I like that. And that's like what I hear you saying is, is in some way connecting the dots by being reflective and and understanding, taking time to look at the mindset you were in when you came across that obstacle that led to maybe what you want to consider a failure and analyzing that to go forward. So connecting the dots from learning from the, the past and a mindset that you were in to make a shift going forward. Yeah. And I think as you're saying this, I'm kind of connecting. I feel like most of my failures have come from when I'm in a rush when I'm trying to be something I'm not necessarily, or like I'm putting the cart before the horse, I'm trying to do something before I've totally mentally gotten there. So just remembering to meditate and really ground myself and not, I don't need to do a million things a day. Me telling myself that like, I, 
I always try to like do too much. And I'm like, do five things today, Danny, and do them really well. Mm. Like slow down. Yeah. I'm going to miss a lot in life running at the speed you're running. Yeah. I love that. That's a theme that's present in my life is, is being wanting to do everything and being a go-getter. And then when, when you step into that, you know, that realization that but for me, I'll speak for myself. I have stepped into a realization that I can do many things. So then my brain wants to go, go, go and do it all. And then I don't, and then I end up maybe doing things a bit half-assed where I would have, if I just hone in on the the one thing, doing good work is really the theme that's present for me is doing it and doing it well, and then flowing into the next thing. So I like that, giving yourself that, that space to not rush yourself. Yes, which is a hard now with our society. And even just, I really try to limit my time on Instagram. I even put that like one hour timer because and it's a beautiful thing. Instagram is cool because you do get to see everybody's success. You get to see, you get to see people being creative, people connecting, people loving and things like that. But I feel like for me, one of the downsides is it's sometimes like a flashing sign, like do this, do it now, buy this, do that. And it's um for me kind of getting back to and remembering like you can't do it their way, Danny. You have to do it your way. And like what works for them doesn't work for you. And come up with the ideas yourself. Come up with what you need to be doing in life yourself, not just what you're seeing and what's flashy. So um if you were to turn back time and go back to 18 your 18-year-old self, 18-year-old Danny, and knowing what you know now with the awareness you have, what would you what would be like the one thing that stands out to you now that you would want to say, the message you'd want to share with yourself? Stop putting people on pedestals. <laughs> Stop putting people, corporations, these businesses, like these type of things on pedestals. Like stop thinking that you're not just as special, not just as great as the people that you're looking up to, or I guess, I guess a little further, like, I don't want to say everything's a facade, but a lot of things are facades, especially in the business world. Like you get two weeks of vacation and you better be working on your vacation and work starts promptly at 9am. You better be here at 8.30am. You should, it's just like, the facade in the rat race and the kind of just mind fuck of like, you got to be like this, you got to do it this way. You got to hustle really hard for us. And then at the end of two years, you'll get a tiny pay raise. I just think I, <laughs> I wish I would have known then that like a lot of this stuff is made up and like stop submitting yourself to everybody else's process and do your own. That's the way, at least our generation, we're now starting to realize that we don't have to go on that that path that our parents tell us, you know, go to school, get a good job and then work for them for like 30 years and then get a retirement and do all that type of stuff. So I think we're starting to realize that we could be our own boss. Absolutely. And I think the reason all of that was so successful, and I mean successful in them getting us to join that rat race, was fear is so contagious. Fear mm -hmm. is the most contagious emotion, I feel like. So when we can get you afraid, we can get you in a spot where you're like, well, I can't retire if I don't have a 401k provided specifically by a big corporation or something like that. I think it was just like such a fear-based mentality. And I think with the pandemic to see people kind of elevating out of that and elevating more into a space of like possibility and love and not 
letting your day be dictated by what you're afraid of anymore. All right. So being a successful, beautiful woman as you are, I know you get complimented all the time, right? But what is the best compliment you've ever received? Honestly, when people tell me or people will tell me uh, just that my energy is infectious. And that's, that's not to say I don't have down days where I'm moody, um, um, I have an attitude, etc. But like I would say my main set, like the majority of the time, I'm in a state of joy. And I think it's cool when people can see that. I'm also able to give that to them too, that joy. I think that's mine as well. And or like you're smart type of deal or you're like making yeah. a difference in the world or whatever. So what are some of the resources helped you along the way in your in your business and just in life in general if you know me like you know I always have a book in my hand or on my hip in my bag like I'm obsessed with books and sometimes I realize like okay Danny get into the real world like get your nose out of books but I I just love education like I love knowledge I love learning more and I think So for me, it's definitely books. And I think one of the cool things about that is when you're living in your life, you only see your perspective. And I think books are an opportunity to see somebody else's perspective and somebody else's way of looking at life. So I really like it. I think if if you can read a book by somebody you really admire or is really successful, I think that you can learn so much by doing that. What is the one book that changed the game for you? I feel like everybody has that one book. I'm obsessed with The Untethered Soul by Mm -hmm. Michael A. Singer. It changed everything for me. Like my whole perspective on life changed, honestly. So highly recommend that book. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. I don't know that many people even know about it. Yeah, I haven't even heard of that one before either. Most of the ones that people have said are like The Four Agreements, which I mean, I think that's kind of everybody's go-to or what is it a new a new earth maybe uh, yeah I think that's the one Eckhart Tolle I love him yeah I'm gonna have to definitely check that book out because I'm the type of person that loves to read books as well my dream is honestly to be in my 40s and have a library of books and I love hard copies my boyfriend was like oh I'm gonna get you a kindle you always have so many books I'm like no Please don't. I want the hard copy. I don't want to read it off of a Kindle. It's just something about opening the book, reading it, highlighting it. And I don't know. I just love it. I know. I get so excited. Like, I feel like I'm never alone. If I have a book, I'm, I'm totally fine. But I know how you feel. People will ask me, like, can I borrow your books? Can I? I'm like, no. Like, I'll literally get offended. Those are my children. Like, that's my baby <laughs> sitting on the shelf with all my notes. Like, no, you may not. <laughs> Some of the stuff you put in there is, you know, personal. I make so many notes in my book, so I definitely wouldn't want people to look at that. So who are some of the people that you look up to in either business or life or just in general? Oprah. I love Oprah. I just think her her aura, her demeanor, and just her entire story is just incredibly inspirational. I know that's a very cliche one, but I... I think she's amazing. I think she is a actual physical manifestation of everything that she talks about and preaches. So I think it's really cool to see her and the way that she lives her life and her thought processes. Who else I really like? I love, we just talked about him, but I love Eckhart Tolle, um, Deepak Chopra, 
really like the really creative forefront spiritual thinkers because they were saying a lot of this stuff before I got trendy and cute and fun. And they've they've kind of always known the truth. And it's really cool. I think it's cool for them to be able to see everything coming to light and everything that they predicted and said. And um, their their thoughts really, we're all seeing it to now be true. So yeah, no, I think it's cool within their lifetime they get to experience that. I low-key hate how it, their people are making it more of like a trend yeah. as, opposed to like, <laughs> as opposed to like actually like taking it you know, more seriously, they're just like, you know, oh, like five affirmations, like da, 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 like just, you know, making it more trendy and like poppy. Absolutely. And the, the essence of yoga has really been lost. Oh like my the, God. you meditate, do you, it, it really did become pop culture. And I, I think it's, I think it's cool that people are raising their awareness, but I think that they will soon find it's not something that you can do as a trend or a fad. It, it really has to become who you are and it has to become your lifestyle exactly you have to like take it serious I mean I get it by doing yoga for like exercise and stuff cool but there's also this spiritual uh, meaning behind it like as a form of meditation and actually like becoming grounded and stuff like, right that's when I went to yoga class and they're like okay now hit like 15 crunches I'm like no this isn't what we're doing like this isn't a workout class. I'm supposed to be like becoming zen. Like, what do you mean? Exactly. I do know that you are starting a program with your what is it? Your life coach. Yes. Um. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And I was actually going to bring it up when we were talking about like how things have become a trend and stuff like that because that was one thing I I've been actually a certified life coach for year and a half, almost two years now. And I have not done a thing with it because I noticed, not because I don't think that there's a lot of value in it, but I noticed just how trendy everything got. I noticed how flashy and fake and facade-like things got. And it really made me hesitant because I'm like, if I'm, if I do something, it's very genuine. It's very authentic. It's really what I'm feeling and what I think is best and what I think the world needs right now. So I say all that to say I was hesitant to do this for a while, but I just got so many nudges from the universe that like, I just could not keep ignoring it. I have at least 30 DMs a day from women. Like I'm going through X, Y, Z, like how do I, and I had to, I couldn't keep responding because honestly it took like so much of my work day up, but I couldn't keep responding because it was like, I need to actually put this into a concrete program and not just do it ad hoc in like, when something shows up. So um, I'm very, very excited to actually roll this out. And it was very well thought out. It was, it was crafted with a lot of thought and a lot of authenticity and a lot of like what I've genuinely worked through myself. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. We were actually supposed to start it on November 5th, but we are pushing it back another week or two. So we have official an official date coming um, just because we wanted to give more time for more people to be able to sign up. So we, we kind of announced it quickly and then we kind of realized like, oh, there's actually a lot more demand for this. Let's give people a little bit more time to get themselves together, get their thoughts together and get signed up. So it will be mid-November, but you can keep checking out my page for updates on that. We sure will. And I'm really excited for you too, to see wh how what unfolds. And I love knowing that part of your story that you never know when somebody is, when, when someone comes out with a program or, um, or they're sharing that message, and then you don't know what, 
what, what led them to that? So I love knowing that what, what led you to just what you've shared with us here today. And then knowing how long you've had your life coaching certification. And I, I have a similar experience with that. You know, I was so gung ho because the, I had a life coach myself that, that helped shift everything for me and, and it changed the trajectory of my life. And that's what, you know, what inspired me to step it up and go get sort of certified myself and then share this thing. And then at first it was overwhelming. It was like, wait, okay, everyone, I felt the exact same way. Like everyone's doing this. Okay. And then, and then I had self-doubt and this, an imposter syndrome, like, am I, you know, who am I to do, to do it? Or how do I really get started? And when I, and then that had, you know, the universal memos and the, the loving nudges that were like, this is really what you're supposed to be doing. This is your calling because it just started happening naturally and people leaning to like coming to me, leaning on me for what is working for you? What's going on? There's something new in your life. There's something new. And so then it just became where I just honed in on all the training that I had and my life experience. And then now I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a reason why I should be sharing this because this stuff works. It actually works. If you do this introspective work and you have steps in a system and like the, the, the loving patience to help guide someone else through that part of their journey where you may have once been. Absolutely. I agree with your story and that um, it really changed. So I started working with my life coach, Talia, at the beginning of this year when I was just down and out. Like things, yeah, it was not great. I was at the fork in the road. It could go left. It could go right. Mm-hmm. So when I started working with her, and I think the most beautiful thing about a life coach is like they're just really a mirror. Like they're not telling you anything you don't already know. Like they're helping you discover that you already actually have all the answers within you already. So it was just a beautiful mirror to be able to see like myself and who I really am. And I think every woman really has that in her though. It's just, we haven't all been shown it. And I think that's why I'm so excited about this program because I just want to help people show that. Yeah. Helping women is one of the things that we're kind of wanting to do also with like the podcast in itself is just helping women open up and understanding that like whatever it is they're going through, they're not the only ones going through it. Right. Everybody has their traumas, their their obstacles and stuff. And, you know, whatever you're going through, another woman out there has also gone through. Listening to just other people talk about it, it just helps you feel more okay, I guess, and shows you like the light at the the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. I think, I think women are the world's most untapped resource. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of divinity and power that we have just sitting inside of us. And it's no accident that it's been so dimmed. It's no accident that they've kind of tried to cap it because anything, anything that's powerful, like you want to try, if you're not as powerful as that thing, you want to try to control it if, if you're insecure or afraid of it. So I think that women's divinity and energy and power was recognized a long time ago. And I think it used to be honored, but we've really shifted into a society that does not uh, fully honor the full expression of feminine energy. And I think being able to tap into that, ooh, like (laughs) this world is going to rise. It's going to just, it's going to turn into a much better place for all of us. So. Yeah. Back in the day when like, not to get all historical and shit, but like, you know, like, like in the Egyptian days, the Mm -hmm. women were, you know, the ones to be praised. And have you ever read a sacred woman? 
Yeah, oh, love it. I did like all those rituals during this whole like I was up at 4 a.m. in the bathtub. Like <laughs> that's where I did it too. Like zen and out. Like, yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. But it's like just crazy to to see how like, Anglo-Saxons wanted to diminish the women. They wanted or I should say the Anglo-Saxon men wanted to diminish the women and just become like the the powerhouse of everything, just the ruler. But it's also, it's crazier to see how long it's taken for us to get that back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're finally, it's like, to, we're finally starting to get some of our power back. Yeah. It's like, I could bring an entire life to this universe. I can literally, I bring the population here. You're going to tell me I'm not powerful? Nope. <laughs> exactly. I would like to highlight your program. I don't know if you mentioned the name of it and if you would like to describe the program that you have upcoming and um, where people can register and sign up. Yeah, of course. So you can just go to my Instagram page. Um, and I do wish I had an easier username. So I apologize for this, guys. But it is Danny, D A N I dot Lee, L E E dot E. So um, all the information will be posted on my page. I'm very excited about it because we kind of came up with a, a neat approach. So we are going, it's six weeks, and what we're doing is going through all the chakras. Mm. So starting out uh, with each of the chakras and getting you into like a very safe and secure spot within each of those. And just from there, really, once you're, once you're safe and grounded and in a, in a secure spot, you can really, I feel, elevate from there. So we're super excited about it. Um, I'm doing it in hand with my life coach just because she's been doing this for years and years and years. So she has a lot of the technical training. Um, she understands this work very well. Um, I'm, I'm there kind of like as a manifestation of this work, just to be like, yeah, guys, it does work. Um, and this is my story. These are my examples. These are the tools and resources that I've used. So again, you can just check out the bio in my page, um, more info on that. And it will be starting the middle of November. And would you Beautiful. like to drop your clothing line info as well? I would definitely like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's shop super fly. Trust me, it is like the most sexiest clothing you'll ever fucking see. When I see all of your posts and stuff, I'm like, oh my god, that is just so sexy. You make like professional clothing more sexy, I guess. If that makes yeah, sense. we're going for like. I'm glad that that was your take because I definitely go for like the sophisticated chic. Like I still want you to be the sexiest woman walking up in that restaurant, that meeting, whatever it is. Um, But I also want you to look put together and high class. So thank you for that. Um, Well well done. You've accomplished that. (laughs) I can't get enough. (laughs) I'm like, where do I order? I love that. So it's Shop D. Lee. And that's just what it is on Instagram and easy, easy username. So check us out. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me. It's cool when um, you've just consistently like done the work for so many years and people start to rock with it and notice you. Um, I think it, it's just a cool thing. It's cool. Exactly what we started this entire podcast with. When you're in the flow, the right people start to get brought into your life, the right opportunities, the right accessibility. So I'm excited to that you guys vibe with what I've been about. So that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we'll be speaking with another badass woman, Amber Renee. 
To listen to our previous episodes, please subscribe on your favorite streaming platform and share it with your friends. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, then let us know and head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review. Reviews are what get us in front of more listeners like you. If you'd like, you can also connect with us on Instagram at namaslay.inc. Namaste.